Welcome to episode 10 of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and your lost without moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with hopes and dreams of a return to travel for himself and others in summer 2022. I'd like to thank you for giving me a bit of your time today and truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to being a better one no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that we could all use a beacon like this in our lives to help guide us during these times, and my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without listener, thank you again for your time and for coming back for an adventure one more time. With the start of the new year, I'd like to add a little more to the show's theme and layout and have it be a bit more defined for the majority of our show. Let me know what you think of the changes, either positive or needs improvement. And with that, welcome 2022, and away we go. As you arrive for the flight to Japan today, remember, the left lane is loading and unloading, and only double-check your luggage, passport, and phone as you get out of your vehicles. As you make your way through the doors of TKIC Studios International Airport, go ahead and take a deep few breaths and come along with your tour guide as we will get you on your way for either your first trip to Japan or your return trip to Japan so you can make your own Lost Without moments. Now, as we go through security checkpoint, make sure to stay with the group and let's see how your preparations for your trip are going. Remember, You can always reach out as we're going through this checkpoint at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com, lostwithoutjapan on YouTube, Instagram, and even TKIC Studio on Twitter. So, as we're waiting to have our passports and everything checked, how are your Dream Come True savings account going? Hopefully you're seeing this begin to grow or forgotten about it completely and are pleasantly surprised at your progress. Remember, no amount is too small, and what matters is that we are either taking that first step or continuing to move forward together. Feel free to take advantage of your travel planner at any time today for support as we celebrate your success or just help take those steps together. My recent purchase for my next trip was some bamboo undergarments, I know, exciting, (laughs) but a little pricey at $40. So I'm trying to buy a set of four now and then another one like in April and May. Um, But I'm looking forward to to using these again. The nice thing um, about buying some of these is that I just keep these in my closet uh, in a couple drawers that are in my uh, dresser that I have in there. And literally every dresser is just filled with things that I've bought in the past for Japan and plan on using again. So yes, it is a bit of an expense up front, but if you just take those things and wash them before you leave Japan or once you get back home, there's something that you can use again and again. The nice thing, um, you know, is that it makes that next trip even more affordable. So what are you looking to purchase next? Remember to take advantage of the show's link and my recommendations for your trip that's in the show's uh, description. And I truly feel lucky that we have each other on this journey. So looking forward to us both supporting each other and any dreams and goals you may have. 
Congrats on making it through and finding your correct gate for your trip. Let's take a few moments to discuss current events and interesting happenings in Japan before we board that train for our dream trip. What are Japan's lucky bags? As I was looking at news and articles from Gogo Nihon, um, there is a bit of a tradition to these. And it's one of those things at some point in my life, I want to be in Japan for the new year. Now, that's probably one of the worst times to visit Japan, unless you have family that you're visiting there, as everything pretty much shuts down around that New Year's time. But um, after that, there are all sorts of promotions and sales that a lot of businesses put out. Some of them are kind of like, I don't know if you ever had these, if you go into a comic book shop or store or you're at um, a convention and you'll see these like blind draw, like, you know, packs of cards or a blind draw bag that has some sort of memorabilia. And I want to say like... (laughs) 95% of the time, those bags are not worth the money that you put uh, towards them. Uh, But in Japan, um, there are quite a few businesses that use these New Year lucky bags uh, to help jumpstart the year. And they're chocked full of a lot of value. Um, And this year, as I was kind of looking it through some that I've checked in the past, I've taken a couple that were interesting to me. And we'll share those with you. And if you find yourself in Japan for the new year, could be something that you look to take advantage of and bring back as, you know, just something to show others and make them jealous all at the same time. So here we go. First, uh, Japan New Year's lucky bag that I found. Um, So there are a couple different, like I said. uh, One of them is um, the Ichiman uh, Ramen uh, New Year's bag like box bag and it was pricey um this year in fact it was more than it was in the past and um but it did come with uh quite a bit of things in it and looking at everything was in there it ended up being um a little more value uh than what it was uh than what you'd spent but it was really some of the things that you got in it that really pushed it over the edge because it's not something that's routinely um, available. So uh, in the box, uh, you're going through and, and for this one, it was 3,100 yen. And I just for all intents and purposes, um, like to go through uh, when I'm doing yen conversions, I just remove two zeros and turn it into U.S. dollars. Right now, that's actually more than what it is. Um, it would be less than that, but it's just something I like to go through. So the whole um, bundle and things that they had uh, for this was one that came through with a couple of packs of um, ramen that were a couple of packs of reusable like uh, chopsticks and a bowl that can be used to actually eat your ramen with. Um, All of these had the logos from the shop. There were a total of five instant noodle meals, including like sauce. And they even had some that was like your ramen noodles, but then some packs of just very straight noodles uh, that were there. Um, And all of this had um, a bowl as well. And it was a ramen bowl. And it's one of those uh, looking at them like looks like something I'd love to have at home myself. 
Um, but it looks uh, like that bowl that was being used here um, is actually one that could cost um, like definitely around like $31, something like that, maybe $50, just because the bowl was made with special uh, porce uh, porcelain. So like Arita porcelain uh, that's here. And that's one of the things that kind of pushed up the uh, value for this, uh, you know, box set and things that are here. Like I said, it was around uh, that point of being like 6,900 for food, uh, 5,000 uh, yen for um, the bowl itself. Um, and then all of those different things that you had, um, you know, like, like really end up adding to value for it. There's even a lucky bag from Krispy Kreme, if you Google, that you can find out for, uh, for us fans uh, in the U.S. or um, also in Japan that we have. Another lucky bag that caught my attention was one that was for an appliance store. And um, like for, for the article is here, it's actually so heavy uh, that they felt like they needed to get help uh, going home. And it's the Otoshi, Otoshidama Box of Dreams. And uh, it was like, you know, like I said, so big that they had uh, issues carrying it home. Uh, the writer of the article actually thought um, from Sora News that it was actually a uh, refrigerator, like a mini fridge that they were carrying home uh, just because of the weight uh, and things that they had. But really for this one uh, was packed full of three different things uh, once they ended up getting it um, back home. And uh, really had a whole lot of value for it if, again, you don't already have these things. <laughs> but, um, but it was around $100 um, was the box, about $86 US. Um, and it had other things in here. They had a um, Aladdin graphite toaster oven. Um, they had a low smoke Yakuniku grill. And they also had the Soroka cooking uh, kettle mini pot, uh, which in the article they use for their ramen. And then also um, uh, of those appliances, like I said, three appliances and then one other thing of uh, reusable uh, masks and things like that. So it definitely exceeded that value um, of the $100 that was spent. And I think for that one, it really just depends on, you know, if I was moving into a new apartment or had been in Japan a bit but didn't have much in the way of appliances, could very well uh, be worth it for you uh, and uh, just something to check out. Or like me, just yearly uh, check these articles out uh, and enjoy just seeing what other people have gotten. Uh, one other bag uh, was from McDonald's Japan. And the neat thing about this bag was that everything that was in it, um, besides the uh, coupons itself, were basically like uh, given to you for free. Because uh, if you looked at the coupon value, the coupon value exceeded a little bit um, what you'd spent. So you definitely um, have that here. So you're basically getting everything in this bag um, for free. So in that, they had a lunchbox um, with uh, some McDonald's fries on it, um, a pouch, like a little zipper pouch and things like that for a smaller thing. The one um, like black uh, bag that's in there is actually like a small um small bag that you can throw on your back and the other is just like a lunch box they also have which i'm most envious of is they have this miniature looking container of fries that's plastic that turns on and is a little light 
There's even a cup that shows the McDonald's Jap- Japan um, logo and fries that are here. Little card for Happy New Year. Um, and that backpack just looks so cool. Um, they're able to fit like eight bottles of um, water in there. Um, and then once they get through all the different kind of handouts and things like that, um, there are a bunch of uh, special coupons for meals for fries, sandwiches, various things that are there. Uh, definitely, uh, considering it was around thirty, like less than thirty dollars, three thousand yen, uh, had a ton of value that was there. And last one that I'm going to be sharing, and again, you can find a bunch of these um, on different sites. Just that are here. Sora News has a bunch that are on here. So if you want to look at some of the others that I skipped, feel free to give them a check and just go into their backlog of um, articles. But KFC Japan gave gave a um, one as well. And um, it was around 2,500 yen, which is around $22. And in it uh, was a box, uh, like a bag that was in, had a bunch of coupons as well. And then a bag, uh, it's actually like perfect size to bring home your meal from Japan. Uh, And really the coupon value and things that are here, they had a uh, set of different... uh, uh, coupon passes that would give discounts through March 31st and some of them were for a meal that included uh, nuggets and fries, um, pieces like uh, chicken pieces and biscuits sandwiches, katsu sandwich that I will definitely try if it's still here when I get back and the big deal though is that um, all of these coupon the coupon um, passes and things they have are good from 90 days from January 1st to March 31st and what it does, it's kind of like a pass that uh, Otoshimidama uh, coupon pass that you can use again and again. And if you decided to make the poor life choice of eating KFC multiple times uh, throughout that time, uh, the article figured out that you could have uh, $729 worth of savings. Um, I don't know how much your medical bills <laughs> would be after that. So uh, just so much fun. Like I said, uh, have fun. Go in, check them out, see what you see. Um, And if any of you have ever been in Japan for New Year's or lived over and taken advantage of these, uh, definitely reach out and let me know uh, what you think. If you're looking for an article that has even more information um, on it, uh, you can go to Gogo Nihon, uh, N-I-H-O-N, and um, they have Fukubukuro, uh, Japan's New Year Lucky Bag Tradition, and an article from 2019, December 28th, uh, by Florence um, that has um, all the different information as to um, kanji about it, um, your luck, those things, uh, just a little bit more information on it. You're welcome to check that out as well. Thank you so very much. Um, so now it's time to board our plane, stow our overhead luggage, and make it to our seats. As we sit and wait for the drink cart, I feel like now's a perfect time to discuss today's travel ideas and tour spots for Hiroshima Part 2, as we will be stepping off this plane together and Haneda and looking to explore Japan together. Remember, the Google Map link for today's show topic is included in the notes for those of you who'd like to follow along with me. So if you'd like to pause, now's your time. Excellent. Uh, looking forward to kind of going through this with you. And if you're looking at the list now, it has things from the last show um, as well as this one. So if you're just starting today and want to get uh, kind of a talk through for the page, feel free to 
listen to episode nine. So uh, one of the things that I have in there is Kiyomori uh, Shrine. And it is um, by the Tori Gate that we discussed in episode nine. That's a big deal for Hiroshima. Um, and one thing that it has, it's kind of like one of those things. It's it's super small. And it's often overlooked. A lot of people just go look at the Tori Gate that's on the water and kind of skip it altogether. But it is um, a nice place to just, you're there. Why not, you know, add on to your uh, experience you have. Just be careful of the deer. Uh, that are there because if you have food out, they're going to take it from you without a second thought. So it's really best to just keep things um, inside your bag um, while you're at that site. And um, it does also give you kind of a different view than others will normally see if they don't uh, go to that shrine itself. Um, Another one um, that's in here that's... uh, (laughs) kind of off the beaten path a bit and I don't know (laughs) that it would show up necessarily on like your top 10 things to do in Hiroshima but I absolutely um, like couldn't pass up uh, when we were driving when I was a child uh, you know you'd be going along the highway and they'd have world's biggest ball of yarn or you know world's biggest uh, dinosaur statue or whatever it was while you're on vacation And sometimes I think it's those things that we do that aren't the super touristy that you may end up making a friend at or just have that memory that sticks out even further. So for this one, you can actually see the world's largest giant rice scoop and enjoy some uh, uh, shopping as well as well as Miyajima and as Omote Sando, Shotegai. Kiyomori Dori Street. And so you have shopping that's along here. And while you're enjoying the shopping, you can also see that huge uh, rice scoop. Just wear your comfortable shoes. And I recommend those comfortable shoes for anywhere, like pretty much everywhere that you're going in Japan. So Onomichi Neko no Hoshimichi, the Cat Alley, is our next. And what I love about this is it's a uh, kind of a narrow street uh, with stairs and This is definitely one where you don't pass go on those comfortable shoes. Uh, As you're walking along, you're going to find 108 painted cat statues. And it's also home to a museum uh, to that the beckoning or welcome cat statue. Um, And beyond those statues and museum, there are also along this um, route a bunch of friendly cats as well. So hopefully you're not allergic and you can check that out. Also, uh, one of these that you will see pop up um, on tour guides and things like that is Rabbit Island, and it's Ukunoshima, and it's definitely a fun experience. Now, like, who wouldn't love an island filled with friendly bunnies? And a couple of words of advice um, is that I didn't know this first time that I went, um, that if you go to feed rabbits... Um, you you need to purchase things to kind of feed them, be it carrots or whatever uh, pellets and things um, on the mainland and kind of bring it with you uh, because there's uh, really not much to buy there uh, to be able to, to uh, do that. And the ferry that runs from Tadamasai um, is the way to go. Um, but uh, just something to keep in mind is that there can be pretty large uh, queues to wait uh, to board that ferry, uh, especially when you're coming back. So super important. Check out that ferry schedule. 
do what you want to and um like don't don't wait uh for it to be uh those last couple uh fairies coming back because you might be stuck there for a while uh just waiting to go there's also some museums uh and things that are there as well that you can trek out and look forward uh you know for you you be able to do that when you visit um, hiroshima one of the things that i have on um my list of things to do next time when I visit is the the Kamotsuri uh, Sake Brewery. And there's a bunch of breweries that are in that area for sake. Admission is free, uh, but this is one that actually has like English on its site. Um, and it can also take groups up to 30. Um, if it's just you and a couple friends, um, like, you know, two friends or something, you're going to be fine. Just go in uh, touring uh, the business hours for it are between 9 and 1800 or 9 and 6 on weekdays, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on weekends and holidays. Um, An admission uh, is up until uh, 545. Looks like for the stores and things like that, if it closes, uh, you know, at 8, like, you know, at 6, probably just to make a quick purchase and go out. So, again, reservations are required for groups of 10 or more. Um, And... You can also secure seats in a movie screening room if you are one that are fluent in uh, Japanese that kind of show different things, uh, how it's made, those things. You can also try out some sake for free. And then there are some limited edition sakis that you can purchase that aren't sold elsewhere that you can bring. If you're going to be going around Japan for a while, I'm going to tell you, um, you're going to make a friend. Uh, You're going to make an acquaintance. You're going to run into somebody, even if it isn't something you normally do. Um, like my friend uh, at Good Time Finari, um, my friend who runs a Korean restaurant also in Hiroshima, and then uh, the person that I met in Osaka who runs her own coffee shop and uh, shaved ice store. You know, all of those things uh, were as a result of, you know, doing something that I don't always do here or really hardly ever do here. Which is just like reach out and start a conversation because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? If it goes well, you may end up with a friend to visit again or someone to keep in contact with. Um, and if it doesn't go well, it's like <laughs> chances of seeing that person again uh, for the rest of your life are slim and none. So take the chance, okay? And uh, really see what you can do. Now, um, some housekeeping. And for things before we look to go to, um, to leave our plane as it's landing... Please give a follow, a like, a comment on your favorite streaming service for updates on the show. Feel free to give a follow on Instagram at Lost Without Japan or lostwithoutjapan.lipson.com. If you'd like to reach out directly to me in that good old-fashioned way, uh, you can always email me at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com. I want to say a big thank you again to our sponsor, the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast. The super brief advertisement will go at the end of today's show. If you could give a listen to them and check it out, it'd be much appreciated, okay? Um, and really, just to take a moment here and imagine uh, planes taxied, it's pulled up, you're stepping out into Japan for the first time, you made it. Everything that you're doing right now is towards a dream, towards a goal, and it's going to happen. We're going to make it there together and look forward to meeting with you again. So, looks like we're ready to land now. And so on behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, 
I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip, and we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in two weeks for episode 11. Amazing to think that we've already done 10 episodes together, covered 20 weeks of time, had people reach out to the show and know that we are growing together. Really look forward to seeing us at this time, end of 2022. Those of us that are able to visit uh, Japan come next summer are going to be reaching out and talking about that, being able to share that with you. And we'll be planning your next trip and mine as well. Because one thing that's for certain, uh, Japan is a place that I will visit again and again. So to everyone out there, Oginki Day, stay well. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Turner, with my co-host, Paul Grella, Brian Limper. And when you need a break from planning your upcoming trip or maybe even your first trip to Japan, be sure to come check us out on the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, your number one source for all things K-Pop related.